Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. A little younger every year And we all laughed in the face of fear Like it was nothing What if we could all come in first place Take our time without being late Drink a few beers just to get in shape Yeah, wouldn't that be something What if it were John Williams leading us into the what edition of the Heart of the East End here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. What if it worked like that? It is one of the five favorite questions of the journalists who, what, where, when, and why. Of course, we share a sixth with the engineers, and that's how you can find all those editions here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Uh, That one was from Don Williams' 2012 record, And So It Goes, which is a nice little nod to you Vonnegut fans out there. We've got um, Brett Kissel's What Is Life, a little perspective on that. George Harrison on deck after that. 
Hadaway, the Reverend Al Green, Billie Holiday, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Ruffin, The Strokes, and Long Island's very own Inda Eaton, all on deck for you here on an all-music edition of The Heart, The What Edition. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Brett Kissel, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. What is life? I mean, it's a question I've been asking a lot lately with an answer I guess I've been searching for my whole life. I wonder where it goes from here. Where is our world headed? Do you got to be old and wise to know the answer? Do you have to be young and still innocent to know the answer? I mean, am I maybe digging too deep? Is the question perhaps too vast that the answer is never going to come? Or have I known the answer all along? What is life? This year, I've looked deeper into the eyes of my kids and my wife. To me, they are what life is. And obviously, that's enough. But wait, like, there's still more, too. I feel life from those who cross my path. I feel life in my history, my heritage. Is that life? Across the great landscape of my homeland and beyond the deep blue sky, I wonder what will become of this life. What's going to become of our own backyard if we lose our why? What makes this life worth protecting? What makes this world worth protecting? Our food, our family, our way of life, is that life? Like I'm thinking, what brings tears to your eyes and joy to your heart? What brings angst to your backbone? What brings fire to your belly? I'm trying to figure it out too. What is life? You know, I wonder how beautiful this world could be if kindness was contagious. If we listened a little longer, if we laughed a little more, if we took a trip back home, or if we had the courage to make the leap outside our comfort zone, what would life be like if we took one more stand? If we spoke up, if we defended what is true, now that's just me. But what is life to you?
Do I love you? What is love? Is it the dropping down of my leaves for your footprints? The death of my trees and flowers for the decoration of your frost? If so, perhaps I love you. But if love is spring, if it is stripes of green on hills, the bursting from his sky prison of the ardent sun, the leaping blaze of poppies destroying a world, I do not love you. I am too lost in you, too lonely in your loneliness. Ida Lou Walton and Hathaway on WLIWFM.
Hadaways, what is love here on the what edition of the heart and all music edition of the morning and midnight show here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. That track inextricably tied to Chris Catan and Will Farrell's night at the Roxbury moving forward to the Reverend Al Green. What is this feeling? Billie Holiday. What is this thing called love on deck? We've got Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Ruffin, the Strokes and our very own Inda Eaton uh, between the Strokes and the Smiths here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We are found on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut. You can find us at 96.9 up island, as it were, in central and western Suffolk County and the corresponding sections of Connecticut or streaming online to wherever, wherever you are you can find us either WLIWFM.org or WLIW.org slash radio. Whatever you feel like typing, we are grateful to stream to you. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
and what I learned from my mother. I learned from my mother how to love the living, to have plenty of vases or vases on hand in case you have to rush to the hospital with peonies cut from the lawn, black ants still stuck to the buds. I learned to save jars large enough to hold fruit salad for a whole grieving household, to cube home canned pears and peaches, to slice through maroon grape skins and flick out the sexual seeds with a knife point. I learned to attend viewings even if I didn't know the deceased, to press the moist hands of the living to look in their eyes and offer sympathy, as though I understood loss even then. I learned that whatever we say means nothing. What anyone will remember is that we came. I learned to believe I had the power to ease awful pains materially, like an angel, like a doctor. I learned to create from another's suffering my own usefulness. And once you know how to do this, you can never refuse. To every house you enter, you must offer healing. A chocolate cake you baked yourself. The blessing of your voice. Your chaste touch. Julia Kasdorf and Billie Holiday on WLIWFM.
What I never told you about the marriage. That at the beginning, I had no intention of lying. That when people said it would never last, I thought they were wrong. That before the ceremony, I doubted my feelings, but married you anyway. That on the day of the marriage, I wore white for the part of me that wants to be pure, a short dress for the other part. That, that Elisabetta made my bouquet with roses from the garden, that Daria and I improvised a veil from your daughter's first communion dress, that I let Monica put more makeup on me than I'll ever wear again, that I enjoyed being driven to Il Municipio and around the piazza by Claudio in his Mercedes convertible, that while walking up the steps in town hall I doubted my feelings, that at the beginning I had no intention of lying, that the first time you accused me, you were wrong. That I believed what you said about your ex-wife, how she drank, neglected the children, took Valium. That after I found the reports of her hospital stay, I thought you had broken her arm. That the first time you screamed me awake in the middle of the night, love diminished. That I knew where you kept your handgun that I hid my passport in a safety deposit box in the bank, that at the beginning I had no intention of lying. Esperanza Hope Snyder in Led Zeppelin on WLIWFM. Stop us, pretty baby. But what is and what should Thank you. 
It's an all-music edition of the Heart of the East End, all for you, because of you, the listener of WLIWFM, NPR Radio. Jimmy Ruffin.
What makes a pearl? When she died, I took my mother's socks, those fuzzy, polka-dotted ones she'd worn in hospice. I wore them all through winter. Maybe that's creepy, but is it really so different from the necklace she willed to me, that single pearl clinging to its strand of silver? The necklace isn't creepy. Every day for a year, I hung it over my heart, even in the shower, even when it felt heavy as a beggar's first coin. I want to say that having these things was like having a scar, but worse. In winter, socks are as inevitable as scars, except there's more choice in it. When I was cold, I chose which socks and whose, but I'm wrong. These tokens I harvested from her deathbed are more like the pearl, or rather, what makes a pearl. That piece of sand, the irritant that the knacker builds itself around, that tiny, everyday object that little by little learns to grow, glow. Emily Rose Cole and the Strokes on WLIWFM.
what my father left behind. Jam jar of cigarette ends and ashes on his workbench. Hammer he nailed or addressed to a stump with. Balsa wood steamship. Half finished. Is that him waving from the stern? Well, good luck to him. Slur of sunlight filling the backyard. August high wattage. White blossoming. It's a curve. It comes back. My mother in a patio chair, leaning forward, squinting, threading her needle again. Her eye lifts to the roof, to my brother, who stands and jerks his arm upward. He might be insulting the sky, but he's only letting go a bit of green. A molded plastic soldier tied to a parachute, thin as a bread bag. It rises. It arcs against the blue. Good luck to it. My sister and I below, heads tilted back as we stand in the grass. Good luck to all of us. Still here. Still in love with it. Chris Forehan and Inda Eaton on WLIWFM. It's a world outside the window that I will never know. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed at all. I'd love to think I'd like you, but we will never know. What happens on the road stays on the road, yeah. There's a world outside the window that I will never know.
what happens on the road from Inda Eaton's 2018 record Shelter in Place after the strokes Whatever Happened from Room on Fire here on the What Edition, an all-music edition of the Heart of the East End here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Uh, so many tracks, uh, including local ones, that didn't uh, make it onto the list. Uh, definitely encourage you guys to search uh, music by, say, Julia King or Rory Kelly. Uh, that's Inda. Uh, what favorites, what song of yours did we forget? Let us know, 631-591-7006. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know, and we will make a playlist based off of it for you. I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of The Heart. Uh, these are the Smiths, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, 10 minutes before the next NPR news break, WLIWFM. Start to record heavy words as the light 
what my house would be like if it were a person. This person would be an animal. This animal would be large, at least as large as a workhorse. It would chew cud like cows having several stomachs. No one could follow it into the dense brush to witness its mating habits. Hidden by fur, its sex would be hard to determine. Definitely, it would discourage investigation. But it would be, if not teased, a kind, amiable animal, confiding as a chickadee. Its intelligence would be of a high order. Neither human nor animal, elvish. And it would purr, though of course... It being a house, you would sit in its lap, not it in yours. Denise Levertov and Tom Paxton on WLIWFM. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that Washington never told a lie I learned that soldiers seldom die I learned that everybody's free And that's what the teacher said to me And that's what I learned in school today That's what I learned in school And what did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that policemen are my friends. I learned that justice never ends. I learned that murderers die for the crimes, even if we make a mistake sometimes. And that's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. And what did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that war is not so bad I learned about the great ones we have had We fought in Germany and in France And someday I might get my chance And that's what I learned in school today That's what I learned in school The what edition of the heart Leading you into the NPR news break With Adam Dunatz What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned our government must be strong. It's always right and never wrong. Our leaders are the finest men, and we elect them again and again. And that's <laughs> what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. <sighs> Leading you into the NPR news break with what I learned from Pete the Trucker, Adam Dunant's 2015 record, The Backup Plan. It's the What Edition of the Heart here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Thinking about the highs and lows Living on the road Sometimes they stop Sometimes they don't It's just the way it goes 18 wheels pull over Just before the rain Turned to sleep He said come on in My name is Jim Folks this side of Tucson call me Pete. I was 22, I thought I knew a thing or two. Looking back, I realized I was no more than a boy. I packed my bag and hit the road, looking for angels and answers and anyone whose company I might enjoy. Sad eyes, he 
he looked weary and wise. He had a bag of nuts and dried cherries in his lap. He had a kind face, something I could not place. He wore a Kansas City baseball cap. Something we could roll. All you really want to do is to feel all right. I asked him, Hey Pete, does it ever get old? This living on the road, knowing every little town by name. He didn't crack a smile when he told me after a while, boy, you know it's all the same. Yeah. 
What is up, loyal listeners and new friends of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM Sublime, leading us into part two of the What All Music edition of The Heart of the East End, Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, can be found on your 88.3 and 96.9 section of your FM dial, depending on where you're listening to us from. Of course, you can be outside of that range streaming us on WLIWFM.org. I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of The Heart. We've got a two-decade jump forward in time. Uh, The Romantics' What I Like About You and Guster's What You Wish For, Joe D'Elia and the Thieves on deck after that. It's the What edition of The Heart, and this is what I like about you. That you're here listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station.
can a poem do? A poem cannot save a life, cannot Luke Cage your skin, fend off a dark alley attack, cannot make you less woman or less poor or less black and thus treated equally. A poem cannot stop a bullet, stop a bomb, stop terror on your doorstep, your step, even with poem in hand, could be your last. A blast would turn the paper poem into, it is written on, into dust particles, simile up in smoke, metaphors, just molecules forgotten. A poem cannot turn back time's hand, erase mistakes made, or cut, copy, paste memories. A poem cannot delete history's horrors. But a poem can love. Like hold you and scold you at the same time, a poem can rip away the untruths that have cocooned us. A poem can make you butterfly. Not fly, you already fly, but a poem can make you float. No need to watch your step. Quiet as kept, a poem can introduce you to yourself. Help you discover those hidden, forbidden parts. A poem be like a mirror sometimes, help you see the crust in your eyes and the plank. On second thought, a poem can save a life. Like wise words, granddaddy whispered, like the layer of truth just below the scriptures, a poem cannot stop a bullet, but can swallow the hate and spit back a sonnet. That sonic booms a room till quotes float like balloons, Goblins and goons soon just nod their heads, snap their fingers to what's written and said. Isn't it ironic? They say the pen is mightier than the sword, but there were few writers on my block, mostly fighters on my block, dropouts that pulled all-nighters on my block. They'd blue and red light us on my block. They'd indict us on my block. What if there were more writers on my block? On your block, in every barrio, in borough, conclave, in commonwealth, courtroom, in Capitol Hill, what if they all spilled ink on pages, allowed the inner workings of their hearts to scribble a poem or two? I wonder where we'd be if the masses knew just what a poem could do. Darius V. Daughtry and Guster on WLIWFM. Woke up today Serenade. Just a little bit. It's not what you want to say. 
This one is right up my alley. What reality? The dinosaur and the microwave and the Cupid shuffle and the Barbie doll and the Great Wall of China and Chernobyl and pumice and wine caves and slavery and the Bible and Stonehenge and Audrey Hepburn and Tuesday and the Enlightenment and the fidget spinner and linoleum and gay conversion camps and Hiroshima and the 13 colonies and the letter E and the Beatles, and segregated water fountains, and anthropomorphism, and Singapore, and the color beige, and Mesopotamia, and plastic straws, and Frederick Douglass, and hyenas, and the Confederate flag, and Copernicus, and Selena, and communism, and daffodils, and Jedi, and the Silk Road, and Coca-Cola, and Jesus, and the Great Depression, and Juan Juato, and the Teletubbies, and Tesla, and Czechoslovakia, and Black Lives Matter, and Benjamin Franklin, and Greek statues, and rainbows, and the Loch Ness Monster, and Marilyn Monroe, and Paquita La Del Barrio, and Tiny Homes, and Hollyhocks, and Jeff Bezos, and Goldilocks, and Silly Bands, and Aspen, and Beethoven, 
and the jewel and the undocumented people and crocodiles and astrology and fire and Monet and lemon juice and Ella Fitzgerald and Cholula and cumulonimbus clouds and identity categories and Aristotle and Crocs and the Crusaders and Coachella and the Great Pyramid and Bob Dylan and the guillotine and the Cuban Revolution and Alexa and Apple Pie and Colin Kaepernick and the Motorola Razor and the Tower of Babel and Alan Turing and Eurydice at Eurydice, oh my gosh, I'm saying it wrong, and Wolputrin and Wyoming and Jeffrey Dahmer and Saturn and the Statue of Liberty and Kylie Cosmetics and the Buddha and Doves and Area 51 and the Wampanoag Tribe and Fruit Loops and Rollerblades and Shakespeare and Woodstock and Tamales and Napoleon and Tootsie Rolls and the Seven Noble Truths and Mitochondria and TPs and the Sistine Chapel and Meryl Streep and Andromeda and West Virginia and VSCO and Audrey Lord and a watering hole and boxing gloves and cilantro and the Eiffel Tower and diamonds and the 4th of July and Narnia and Queen Elizabeth and TikTok and bats and Louis Vuitton and the telescope and SpongeBob and Karl Marx and Trader Joe's and Matryoshka dolls and the Ford Model T and Haley's Comet and YouTube and Yankee Candle and the Nobel Prize and bandanas and quinoa and the Mona Lisa and the Ten Commandments and glitter and Homer and maize and water slides and spaghetti and the very hungry caterpillar and Gandhi and Breaking Bad and hieroglyphics and Madonna and turtles and Congress and metaphysics and the alphabet and quartz and the interstate and Japanese and LimeWire and Stephen King and the Titanic and Heigl and Honey Boo Boo and Mount Holyoke, uh, Holyoke College and the New York Times and Gender and Silly Putty and the Dakota Access Pipeline and Pope Francis and Hunter Gatherers and the Dark Web and Arrowheads and Nestle and OnlyFans and Beowulf and God. Brian Salinas and Joe D'Elia and Thieves on WLIWFM. Is it Vuitton? Louis Vuitton? I don't know. I mispronounced a couple there. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the what edition of the Heart of the East End.
This next poem, a lot of practical application here. What to do if you find a dead hobbit in your garden? Phone your local police station. They have a 24-hour answering service. Please note your message will be used for training purposes. Your voice print will be added to their database. Access Hobbit Rescue on the Hobbit Rescue app. Type in Hobbit Rescue. Type your address in the required box. Wait for assistance to arrive. Do not touch the Hobbit. Warner Brothers can recycle most parts of a Hobbit. Interference with any part of a dead Hobbit is a crime. Remember, you will be liable. Do not Facebook your friends. Some of your friends may not be friends. Australian unionists are known trollers. Be vigilant. Unionists have no part in our film industry. When Hobbit Rescue arrives, they will ask you questions you are required to answer. Hobbits are an integral platform in our national economy, withholding information from a private company in pursuit of its legitimate profit can be deemed a treasonable act. Remember, hobbits are our friends. They were born here. This is their home. They represent our way of life. Do you want to lose that way of life? Murray Edmund, an OK Go on WLIWFM.
have an apple, have some light. Leave your friends righteous and pathetic standing at the door. On the boats or your beds, favor headbands and cassettes, cigarettes, suffragettes, and boys. What to do? Sweetheart, you'll find mediocre people do exceptional things all the time. I can't irony. A high yellow lawyer woman told me I ought to go to Europe to, quote, broaden your perspective, end quote. This happened at a black, black cocktail party in oil portrait. Andrew Carnegie smiling down. Ishmael Reed and Donnie Elbert on WLIWFM. Did I say end quote? 
If I didn't, I meant to. To hold your hand What can I say What can I say To make you understand What Shall I Tell My Children Who Are Black? Reflections of an African-American Mother, 1963. What Shall I Tell My Children Who Are Black? Of what it means to be a captive in this dark skin. What shall I tell my dear one, fruit of my womb, of how beautiful they are, when everywhere they turn, they are faced with abhorrence of everything that is black. Villains are black with black hearts. A black cow gives no milk. A black hen lays no eggs. Bad news comes bordered in black. Black is evil and evil is black. And devil's food is black. What shall I tell my dear ones raised in a white world? A place where white has been made to represent all that is good and pure and fine and decent where clouds are white, and dolls, and heaven surely is a white, white place with angels robed in white, and cotton candy, and ice cream, and milk, and ruffled Sunday dresses, 
and dream houses and long, sleek Cadillacs. And Angel's food is white, all, all white. What can I say, therefore, when my child comes home in tears because a playmate has called him black, big-lipped, flat-nosed, and nappy-headed? What will he think when I dry his tears and whisper, Yes, that's true, but no less beautiful and dear? How shall I lift up his head, get him to square his shoulders, look his adversaries in the eye, confident of the knowledge of his worth, serene under his sable skin, and proud of his own beauty? What can I do to give him strength that he may come through life's adversities as a whole human being, unwarped and human in a world of biased laws and inhuman practices, that he might survive? And survive he must, for who knows? Perhaps this black child here bears the genius to, to discover the cure for cancer or to chart the course for exploration of the universe. So he must survive for the good of all humanity. He must and will survive. I have drunk deeply of late from the foundation of my black culture, sat at the knee and learned from Mother Africa, discovered the truth of my heritage, the truth so often obscured and omitted. And I find I have much to say to my black children. I will lift up their heads in proud blackness with the story of their fathers and their fathers' fathers, and I shall take them into a way-back time of kings and queens who ruled the Nile and measured the stars and discovered the laws of mathematics, upon whose backs have been built the wealth of continents. I will tell him this and more, and his heritage shall be his weapon and his armor will make him strong enough to win any battle he may face. And since this story is often obscured, I must sacrifice to find it for my children, even as I sacrificed to feed, clothe, and shelter them. So this I will do for them if I love them. None will do it for me. I must find the truth of heritage for myself and pass it on to them. In years to come, I believe, because I have armed them with the truth, my children and my children's children will venerate me for it is the truth that will make us free. Margaret Burroughs and Foo Fighters on WLIWFM.
This is. This isn't maths. Perhaps it is a collapse of certainties. Perhaps it can't configure planes, yet it can cloud our blue remains. So when we fall, as rain will do, nothing fails to carry through. Callie Coonan Davies and Pokey Lafarge, 15 minutes before the NPR news break on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. WLIWFM. Shaking, leaves are falling, you just never know. 
Mississippi had a way with me, and you just never know what the rain will bring. Sometimes it stops as soon as it starts, other times you wish you had Noah's Ark, and you just never know what the rain will bring. Over the raindrops, what a guy, hashtag see what I did there. And Christina Aguilera's What a Girl Wants to play Lowell George, What Do You Want the Girl to Do from the 1979 record. Thanks. I'll eat it here in the final 10 minutes of part two of the What edition of The Heart, an all-music edition of the Morning and Midnight Show here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, Recorded live in the WLIWFM studio for and because of you, the listener of Long Island's only NPR station, WLIWFM. So you, the 
it's crazy and eats up your lies like it's good for her like apple pie and she don't even cry she is not a fool she's just trying
playing right through to the end of part two of the what edition the doobie brothers and pops aka satch aka louis armstrong the one and only leading you into the npr news break i'm gianna volpe and you're listening to long island's only local npr radio station wliwfm in all music of edition of the heart for and by you, the listener, the Long Island's only NPR radio station. Trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see. 
skies of blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day the dark sacred night and I think to myself what a wonderful world the colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by i see friends shaking hands saying how do you do they're really saying i love you i hear babies cry i watch them grow much more. 